Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. Proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Fruits of hope. 
join me in the verses from Psalm 31. In you, O Lord, have I taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness. Incline your ear to me. Make haste to deliver me. Be my strong rock, a castle to keep me safe. For you are my crag and my stronghold. For the sake of your name, lead me and guide me. Take me out of the net that they have secretly set for me. For you are my tower of strength. Into your hands I commend my spirit. For you have redeemed me, O Lord, O God of truth. My times are in your hand. Rescue me from the hand of my enemies and from those who persecute me. Make your face to shine upon your servant and in your loving kindness save me. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Stephen gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they covered their ears and with a loud shout all rushed together against him. Then they dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. And the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning Stephen, he prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he died. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And we respond together in the words of Canticle 9. Surely it is God who saves me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. For the Lord is my stronghold and my sure defense, and he will be my savior. Therefore, you shall draw water with rejoicing from the springs of salvation. And on that day, you shall say, give thanks to the Lord and call upon his name. Make his deeds known among the peoples. See that they remember that his name is exalted. Sing the praises of the Lord, for he has done great things, and this is known in all the world. Cry aloud, inhabitants of Zion, ring out your joy. For the great one in the midst of you is the Holy One of Israel. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Gospel of John. Jesus said, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. 
and you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own. But the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do and, in fact, will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. The Word of the Lord. My friends, we find ourselves on the fifth Sunday of the Easter season, saying Alleluia and grateful that we are always God's Easter people. I brought a little show and tell today. I don't know if I'll be able to show them to you or you'll be able to see them very well. Um, these are some of my little rock collection. Um, this small flat stone with a little pattern in it I picked up on the beach in California in January when I was out visiting my son. And this little heart-shaped rock is part of my heart-shaped rock collection that I am always looking for wherever I go. And this one, if you use your imagination, is another, another you know, sort of heart-shaped rock. Um, and I keep these, I keep these in my bedroom because each of them is sort of a building block for memory. I look at them, I can remember where I picked it up, where I found it, perhaps who I was with, or if there's a story that goes along with it. So they're sort of the raw materials of little uh, visual cues for me to remember parts of my personal story. And of course we all share the big stones here at Trinity Church. The very first time I walked into the building, I was struck by the stone walls and the sacred sense that one has inside that sanctuary, inside the large sanctuary, as well as here in the chapel. Um, those stones 
not just the building blocks of a physical building, but the building blocks of our community and our sense of our faith and our prayers being gathered in sacred space. So again, the building blocks, not only of memory, but of hope and faith and mission and location here in Concord, where we are called to proclaim the gospel and go out into the world from this place, those kinds of stones. In today's reading of Acts, we have a story about stones, too. The passage that we have begins at the very end of chapter 7, and I would encourage you to go back and read all of chapter 6 and all of chapter 7, because you'll have a much better understanding of the context for the story. But the Cliff Notes version is that in the very early days of the church, as the numbers were growing of believers in Jerusalem, the disciples were very busy. And one of the things that the early church took quite seriously was the command from God to feed and care for widows and orphans, those who were on the margins and who needed food and care and shelter. And the the organization and administration of that had become quite um, quite a complex situation. And the original disciples gathered some other people and laid their hands on them and effectively ordained them as the first deacons. And the person, that, that deacon who is the most famous in this story is Stephen, of course. And so not only was Stephen a deacon helping to helping the church to fulfill its mission of caring for the poor and the hungry, Um, He also was a great storyteller and was somebody who Luke tells us was filled with the power of the spirit and could do lots of signs and wonders of God's work. And people started to notice um, both what he was saying and what he was doing and in the power of the spirit. And as you can imagine, imagine this, some people didn't like it. And they confronted him, dragged him in front of the high priest and the high priest said, what are you doing? What are you saying? Is all of this stuff true? And his answer was basically to go back and relate the entire story of God's project from creation, Abraham, Moses, all the way down to Jesus, although he doesn't use Jesus's name as he tells the story. But right before the part that we read today is when he has just said to the high priests, basically, you guys killed all the prophets. You killed the righteous one. And you're not being church in the power of the Holy Spirit. So they got very angry. They dragged him away and they stoned him to death. So it's a story about stones. It's a story about people not wanting to hear the good news, not wanting to embrace God's vision of a world where people care for one another and think beyond their own immediate desires. 
So I look at my stones with a different lens this morning. Because what I said at the beginning is that they are building blocks for memory, building blocks for story, building blocks for community, building blocks for prayer. But what we learn is they can also be building blocks for divisiveness and hatred and destruction. And one of the things that's come up for me over the last couple of weeks from a number of you and also from some unexpected places is this sense that we have a moment now in the midst of this pandemic and in the months and in the weeks and the months and perhaps even the years to come to use our raw materials the stones of compassion and the stones of inclusivity and the stones of a reminder about who we are as God's people, that we have an opportunity to take those raw materials, those stones, and build a different future. What would it look like if we mined if we mind this experience that we're all having in our own particular ways and we asked ourselves the questions, what do, what do we want to build going forward? Because we have the raw materials, we don't have to use the old stones or we can take the old stones and build something new with them in a different configuration. What if we listened to God's original command to care for the widows and the orphans? What if we decided that our society going forward was a society that obeyed that command? And that as a church, we were going to be leaders in that effort. It sounds easy to talk about. But one of the important things about the story of Stephen is right in the right in the reading it says he was talking and they and they they closed their ears. I mean Luke wants us to envision them putting their fingers in their ears. We don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear it. That's what they were saying. We don't want to hear this story that you see Jesus up there sitting at the right hand of God the Father, looking down, because we know we're not doing it right. So he was killed for bringing this message, and people had their hands over their ears. So one of the questions for us is, People do have their hand. We do have our hands over our ears. We don't want to hear a lot of the truths. Because of the coronavirus, some things are just being revealed anyway. You know, the problems in our environment and the, the issues around climate change and the incredible, uh, the incredible inequality 
both in who gets the disease and who has to go to work and who gets to stay home and who has appropriate child care and who has health care and who's at risk, who's at risk of losing their jobs, what jobs are actually essential, how do we value the people that are putting their lives at risk. All of those things are being revealed, and we really can't put our hands over our ears or our hands over our eyes around those things because now we see. So we're in this moment where now we see, now we hear. Can we take stones that are shaped like hearts, stones that have the word hope painted on them, stones that look like vibrant churches, and go forward into whatever is next, into this unknown, without fear. Because the story of Stephen shows us that basically we'll get killed for it. Because the world at large doesn't want to go that way. Every time there's a war or a huge crisis or a huge pandemic, those stones come out. Stones of blame, finger-pointing, name-calling, stone-throwing. But can we, as Easter people, say, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to take our heart-shaped stones. We're going to take our church-shaped stones. We're going to take our hearts of compassion, our eyes that see each person as a created, valuable child of God. And we're going to rebuild a world. We're going to rebuild a country based upon those, those stones. And it is scary. It is scary. But in the gospel reading, we have the antidote. We have the answer. Jesus tells the disciples who are very afraid Remember the context of that story. It's the Last Supper. He's telling them that he's going to be leaving them, and they have no idea where he's going. And he says, don't worry. Don't be afraid. I'm the way. I'm the way. You know me. You know me so you know God. I've been walking with you. I will not leave you. I'll be with you, I'm sending the Spirit to be with you, and I'm going ahead of you to prepare a place for you. I'm not going anywhere. In fact, this way, this way that you're in, this way that you can be, this life that you have, is the thing that's going to sustain you. Because I am the way. I am your way. I lay myself down so that you can walk in my way. So that's how we do it, friends. We pick up the stones, not to throw them, but to build something new. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us affirm our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. 
He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray in the words our Savior Christ has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. 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 Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. The Collect for the Fifth Sunday of Easter. Almighty God, whom truly to know is everlasting life, grant us so perfectly to know your Son, Jesus Christ, to be the way, the truth, and the life that we may steadfastly follow his steps in the way that lead to eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A Collect for Sundays. O God, you make us glad with the weekly remembrance of the glorious resurrection of your Son, our Lord. Give us this day such blessing through our worship of you that the week to come may be spent in your favor through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please join me in a prayer for the season of illness and isolation, praying together and hope to God for healing and comfort. God of the present moment, God who in Jesus stills the storm and soothes the frantic heart, bring hope and courage to all who wait or work in uncertainty. Bring hope that you will make them the equal of whatever lies ahead. Bring them courage to endure what cannot be avoided, for your will is health and wholeness. You are God, and we need you. Amen. We pray for those on our parish list. Edith, Susie and Ellie, Edie, Barbara, Ari Lee, Matthew, Colby, 
Jean, Jane, Sandra, Daniela, Michael, Mark, Scott, Bert, Matt, Charlie, Nigel, Christine, Ryan and Kim, Greg, Linda and John, Shannon, Lydia, Bill, Paul, Jay, Philip, John, Ruth Alice, Ellen, Will, Peter, Gresh, Nancy, Marjorie, Larry, Vic, Robert, Audrey, Doug, Susan, Mary Sue and Charles, Isabel, Christina, Sergio, Tom, Joan, Anne, Caroline, Margot, Jenna, James, Betty Ann, Barbara, Carol, Justin, and all those you name now. We pray for those who have died, especially Damon Scarano. Are there others? May they rest in peace in God's loving embrace. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose spirit the whole body of your faithful people is governed and sanctified, receive our supplications and prayers which we offer before you for all members of your holy church, that in their vocation and ministry they may truly and devoutly serve you, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let saints on earth in concert sing with those whose work is done. For the servants of our King in heaven and earth are one. One family we dwell in him, one church above beneath, though now divided by the stream, the narrow stream of death. One army of the living God, to his command we bow. Part of the host had crossed the flood, and hearts are crossing now. E'en now by faith we join our hands with those that went before, and with the ever-living bands on the eternal Jesus, be thou our constant guide, then when the word is given, bid Jordan's narrow stream divide, and bring us safe to heaven. Good morning. It's wonderful to be with you all again. Uh, Some of you have asked me whether this feels weird. Um, And it feels a little weird when I'm making the recording. But when we're all together on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, it doesn't feel weird at all. I I feel all of you together in community. I miss you. Um, I look forward to seeing you at coffee hour, which will follow this service uh, at 1045. So please do join in Zoom coffee hour. 
Um, we have other opportunities to worship together in real time. Compline now on Monday nights at 7.30. That link is posted in the window. That's a completely open link. Uh, we also have noonday prayer on Wednesday at noon. If you're interested in participating in that, send us an email at trinity at trinityconquered.org and we'll send you the Zoom invitation for the noonday prayer. Um, the reason that one is a, is a bit more careful is we, we read the names of the complete parish prayer list uh, with, uh, with full names for those who have asked us to pray for them by full name. So we just need to keep that a little more private within our community, but everyone is welcome. Um, very powerful service uh, where we pray for the world and for those um, in our parish and for those on our hearts. I'm also happy to let you know that our first Wednesday program will begin again on June 3rd. I will send out information about the book we are reading. Uh, you don't have to have been participating in First Wednesdays uh, since October. Everyone's welcome to join. It's a it's First Wednesdays 2.0. So I look forward to seeing you there. As I said at the beginning, we are grateful each morning for God bringing us into each new day and for making us his Easter people through his resurrection. So let us pray together in the words of the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life. But above all, for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts, we may show forth your praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you this day and always. Amen. Hallelujah.